So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, we're going to read together. I want to show you something concerning um, spirit, soul, and body. How many know that the, the, uh, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? And God said, let us make man in our, and what? Likeness. So just like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they are one, we have man who is also a spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is what connects with God. Your soul, it has to do with your intellect and your emotions. And your physical body is where you live. Amen? This body is not the real you. It is part of you. Because your spirit lives in the body. How many know that? If Jesus tarries, we're all going to go to the dust. Our body, physical body. But our spirit goes to heaven. So that means, and then one day that body will be resurrected. I'm not going to even go in there right now, but that's another, a lesson for another day. <laughs> but I want to show you something in the Word of God. Let's read together. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read the last part again. May your spirit... May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the gospel is supposed to touch every area of our lives, not just our spirit. Some people say, I want to get saved to go to heaven and here I live like hell. Yeah, that's how life is, as Pastor Hermes. It's really rough and it's really hard. And I'm not diminishing the, the, the struggles we may have and the, the things that we fight. However, God's desire is for, for us to be touched in our spirit, in our soul, in our bodies. It has to do with everything. Jesus did that with everywhere he went. He touched people's spirit, he touched people's soul, and he touched people's bodies. Amen? So, the gospel touches every area of human beings. When we get to know the Lord, the spiritual part is first. So, when I'm talking about cycles of defeat, I want to know... I want you to know what cycle is. The definition of cycle is a series of events that are regularly repeated in the same order. Series. I'll give an example. Somebody that is um, financially broke and they get to a certain level, but then they cannot move past that. They go broke again. Have you seen that? You got a good job. But then something happens that you sabotage yourself and psh, you lose the job. Physically, you are losing weight. Amen. How many, how many struggle to lose weight sometimes? You're losing weight and you get to a certain level, but then you cannot keep it. Something happens, you're eating all sweets again and all messed up again. I, I got to watch. Can I, last, two years ago, I lost 20 pounds. I haven't gained back. But sometimes again, five and seven. And I'm like, oh, let's push back. Why? Because there are emotional things in our lives as well that we need to pay attention to. Because food is not only physical, it's also emotional. How many know that sometimes people eat out of anxiety, comfort, pleasure in the food? This is just an example. So I'm saying that cycle is something that repeats. And cycles can be repeated in families too. 
your father was an alcoholic, then you go and you drink, then your son does, and it repeats. It's spiritual, it is also emotional. You were raised in a family that you heard certain values and beliefs that stayed with you. Am I right or wrong? How do you feel about, let me give you an example, how do you feel about money? What did you hear about money in your house? Somebody shot for me. What did you hear about money mostly? Hard to come. Pays the bills. What else? Work hard to get it. Um, what did you hear about sex? I know it's a taboo issue, but what did you hear about sex? <laughs> um, what did you hear about um, children? That's good. I'm just testing because these things, they stick to your mind. Money, I've said, it's hard to get. So in your mind, deep in your unconscious level, will be like, it's hard to get. You'll be worked, but it's hard to get. It's hard to get. So sometimes we need to break these beliefs in the name of Jesus so we can break through. And these beliefs are hidden. We have to put them to the surface. How many have heard about pastors before? Sometimes people say, you know, in the world, pastors are all charlatans. Are there charlatans? Sure. But are all charlatans? No. So what happens? When you believe these lies, you live like they are true. And it, 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 it prevents you from experiencing God's blessings. So we who have the gospel have to understand that there are cycles in our lives that must be broken. Cycles in our emotions. People that cannot keep a marriage together. People that cannot keep a relationship together. You know, they had like four, five, six, seven boyfriends and whatever. And then, well, oh, you know, everybody was wrong. Oh, really? When, when, when everybody else is just wrong and then you're always right, some, you're wrong. I'm not saying as, as a, a rule of thumb, sometimes there are exceptions to this, okay? But I'm saying that when a person is wrong all the time, and then and according to them, everybody else knows they just did this and they just did it. Like, really, you got to examine yourself. We must have the ability to self-examine. The, the Bible says, let, let each man examine himself before the Lord. So we must be able to do that. And so in this message, break the cycle of defeat. I want to confront, with the help of the Holy Spirit, confront things that are in your life that you may be thinking that you are not aware of. Um, physical. What, what, what do you think about, um, you know, some, sometimes people say, oh, it's not important. You know, don't be uh, so tough on yourself or uh, you can just like... Uh, eat whatever you want, but if you eat whatever you want, later on you'll pay for it. Keep doing that. And you'll see. Am I right or wrong? If you keep eating Dunkin' Donuts every single day, you'll pay for that. In your body. So, spirit, soul, and body. 
And in the gospel, uh, in, the, in, in the gospel, I said the gospel because the Isaiah is a messianic um, book. Isaiah is, called, is known as the messianic prophet because he prophesied things of the gospel so clearly. He touches on that um, when we receive the good news, it will not only bless us like Pastor Gabriello is saying, but it will bless every generation that comes after us. Your life is not meant to be lived just for you. You are living for your children and your children's children. And whatever you do now will not only impact you, but it will impact your kids and your grandchildren. Why do I say this? Because you have, an have been influenced by your family, whether you know it or not. What you heard, what I just said, money, sex, uh, what else did I say? children pastors all these things that you heard in your family they influence you whether you know it or not now when you identify then you can either break it or keep it i heard children are a blessing and they are keep it whatever you learn in your family that aligns to the word of god keep it whatever it doesn't break it so let's read together isaiah chapter 61 isaiah 61 verses 1 through 4 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Wow, look at this. That's a picture of the gospel. The Spirit of the Lord upon me, Jesus said, has anointed me. Jesus quoted that scripture. And then he says, to repair the desolation, to repair. God's word is going to repair everything that is broken in your life. Spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Repair for the generations to come. You are living for the next generation. Listen to me now. Whatever Joyce, I'm going to use Joyce as an example, whatever Joyce does will impact Peyton and her daughters and grandchildren. Now, if she says, no, it doesn't, it really doesn't, it's just me. No, whatever Roberta does will impact Zach. Now, if she's living for God, she's loving God, she's serving God, he'll be blessed. That's how it is. And God's desire is to restore you so you can be a restorer. So that you are the one in your family that will break the cycle of defeat in whatever area. If your family is struggling with sin, uh, addictions, and suicide, and premature death, and disease. You are the one whom God will use to break that stronghold and to begin a new chapter in your family. Come on and say amen. 
God's desire is to build you up and to repair what was broken in the past. If your parents did not teach you right, there's hope. Because God's word will penetrate in your heart and soul and transform. If you did not um, learn right values in your family, the church is the place we're going to learn. And the church is supposed to be a station where people come and they're educated in the things of God. And they are, they're receiving life from the pulpit. They're receiving life in the home groups. And they're receiving life in discipleship. They're receiving teaching. They will clarify their minds and will shift their minds and will renew their minds so they will change and change their generations. Cycle of defeat. And the first cycle of defeat, let me tell you what the first cycle of defeat is, is spiritual defeat. And how do I overcome that? Number one, you must make sure you're born again. That's the beginning of victory. When you're born again, you receive Christ, you become a part of a new kingdom. If you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus, my friend, you cannot be victorious. Because the Bible says, what if a man, what is the worth of a man winning the whole world and losing his soul? I see like young men, like those YouTubers and famous celebrities. You know, I saw a video the other day about Jake Paul. Have you heard about him? No, Jake Paul is a, is a, is a YouTuber who's a boxer. He's a millionaire. Like the guy's like 25, he's, he earns $45 million per year. So his mindset is like all worldly and he's like all about girls and, 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 and he was talking about that every fight that he does, he invokes spirits. So I'm just letting you know about how the entertainment industry is. So he, they invoke spirits to make them stronger. And he said, yeah, there are some, he didn't say evil, there are some spirits that take over us and they start screaming. Yeah, there's a video of him showing that. I actually saw the video. When he was in the ground and the guys guiding them like scream now and they start crying like convulsing and, and they're like ah like the, the demons are entering them now i don't care if he makes 45 million dollars per per year i mean that's good right however is he truly victorious so many people are broke like spiritually speaking because they don't have Jesus, they don't have the truth, they don't, have, they don't know the word of God. So the number one factor you must make sure in order to break the cycle of defeat is to be born again and receive Jesus Christ into your heart. If I know that people here are listening to this message and you have received Jesus in your heart. So you have already given the first step, which is the most important. <coughs> the Bible talks about that there was a man that was rich, a millionaire. And he, he died and he went to hell. I mean, it's not a parable, by the way. Jesus did not share it as a parable. And, and there was a man called Lazarus who was a beggar. And he had lots of wounds. And he was very poor. Now, I'm not, Jesus was not glorifying poverty by any means. Because Joseph of Arimathea, who was following him and landed his... Um, tomb for Jesus was very rich but Jesus was just saying if you are rich in this world but you don't have eternal life in me 
then you got nothing. And the Bible says that Lazarus died and went to Abraham, Abraham's bosom. That means paradise. And Lazarus was fine. And the rich man was seeing that. He said, hey, drop some water. Drop water here because it's so hot here. And he asked the angel, hey, go and um, just have someone go talk to my um, relatives because I don't want them to come here. He said, if they don't listen to the law and the prophets, there's nothing we can do for them. So, in other words, God has given us what we need. He's given his word. The Bible says that men are without excuse. Even nature speaks of the greatness of God. So, uh, people know there's something more. And when you are born again, you enter in the rights to overcome all the other cycles too. Why? Because the first cycle of spiritual defeat has been broken once you're born again. Now let, me, let me explain to, to you why. When you said yes to Jesus, whether in your room, whether in the church, however you did it, you received the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. And you received the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead to live on inside of you. And you became the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, and you were forgiven of your sins... Your name was written in the Lamb's book of life and you are granted a passport to heaven. Now that's the greatest victory one can have. Because there are people who are suffering now on the earth, but they have Jesus and they're going to die they're going to go to heaven. And there are people that seem to be fine. How is life? Everything is good. My family is fine. I got money. I got kids. I got this. I got that. But they don't have Christ. And if they die... Without the forgiveness of their sins, they're going to go to a lost eternity. And here at this church, I don't have a problem talking about it because Jesus talked about it. I know some people are afraid to talk about hell. But if Jesus did, why should I be afraid to do it? So the number one uh, 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 um, step that you need to make sure to overcome spiritually is to make sure you have a relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. If you say, Pastor Hermes, I don't have a relationship with God. I've never received Jesus in my life. I know there are people who are hearing me on the podcast right now who may say, Pastor Hermes, I don't know that I'm saved. I don't know that I have a relationship with God. We're going to be praying at the end for you. And you can pray with us and receive Jesus. Without that first step, all the other step is just in vain. Because you can have a fit body, a fat bank account, and still go to hell. It's the truth. You can have a good marriage for 70 years of marriage, whatever you want to do. And everything that this world has to offer. But if you don't have Jesus, you got nothing. And we got to realize that, that this is the truth. Amen. Why do you think some celebrities kill themselves? If, if, if everything was perfect as it is, as it is displayed, they would be the happiest people on the face of the earth. And some of them are just the most miserable. It's because spiritually they are dead. There's no life. And in Jesus, you encounter life in our spirit. He breathed life. Now let me tell you something that is awesome too. When Jesus died on the cross, He granted us the right to overcome. When He rose again, we also received the power of His resurrection. But it's like, for example, uh, if someone writes you a check 
if I write you a check, um, if I give you a $10,000 offering, just as an example, okay? And I put your name on it <coughs> and I give it to you. You'll be like, wow, I want that. That check would be only good if you deposit it or if you cash it. If you keep it in your purse or in your wallet, it's there, it's, it's under your name, but you're not taking advantage of that. And what Jesus has done on the cross, it's like he, he had signed something for us and he gave it to us. But we need to cash in on it. I know it's, it's, it's a, just an illustration so you can understand. And how do I cash in? How do I cash in on it on, on um, deliverance? How do I cash in on healing? How do I cash in on it on, um, on, um, on emotional health? How do I cash in on it on um, living free? I do it by knowledge first because knowledge and revelation will give the faith you need according to the Word of God. Uh, a famous preacher said once, faith begins where the will of God is known. Let me say it again. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Once you know the will of God, then you can have faith to pray for it. First John says, we know we have our request answered if we pray according to His will. How many have read that in the Bible? If we pray according to His will, we know we have our petitions. Now, how do I know the will of God? I know the will of God through the Word of God. Jesus said, the thief, open John 10.10 with us. John 10.10. I'm going to continue next Sunday. I want you, I want you to uh, have that expectancy because we're going to be touching on on different issues that people go through even when they are saved okay because i'm touching first here the main thing which you may know but you need to re uh, um, reassure yourself that you know that that without christ there's no solution okay and the first step is to be born again john 10 10 what does, what does the bible say Let, let me read so that we, we're recording it. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus is saying that. How do I know abundant life is, is what God has for me? He said it. And if he said it, I can pray for it. If Jesus said, I have abundant life for you, then I can pray to the Father. Father, your word says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you have come to give us life and life abundantly. And so, Father, I'm asking what you say in your word that you promised to me. You understand that? So, I've learned to pray the scriptures. The Bible says, I believe it, and as Smith Wigglesworth said, and that settles it. The Bible says, I believe, and that settles it. So, so that's how it works. Knowledge and revelation will produce faith in you. How, how did you receive Jesus? Somebody told you about Jesus that produced faith in your heart to receive salvation. That's how you receive salvation. Somebody spoke, you received it, and faith rose within you. How do you receive faith for healing? If you go to a church where people don't believe in healing, you'll not have faith to be healed. 
Or, you know, yeah, you know, healing was just for the first century. I've heard that preached. You know, just for the first century. Now we don't need healing anymore. Really? People are not sick anymore? It was just for the apostles. Really? So explain to me why Stephen was a deacon and the Bible says that he was working signs and wonders. He was a deacon. The, man, the young man was a deacon. He was not even a, an evangelist. Whatever you hear preached and taught that is in alignment with the Word of God will bring faith to your spirit. If, if the Word you hear does not produce faith, it is not the Word of God because the Word of God produces faith. The Bible says, now faith comes by. So how... Why do we have the podcast? Because we don't want people just hearing on Sunday and forgetting what they heard. We want them to hear and hear and hear. And that word will glue in their spirit. And they're like, wait a minute. I can pray for that because the Bible says so. I heard it preach. I heard it taught. I can believe God for that. Now the Bible says that he wants to preserve your spirit, your soul, and your body to the coming of the Lord. In other words, he wants to be whole in every area. He wants you to be healed in every area of your life. He wants you to prosper in every area of your life. And if you believe that, say amen. amen. Now, I know that some people will say that, no, it's not like that, you know. Um... The devil always say otherwise because he, he wants to keep in bondage. That's what happens. I was saying the example um, this past week of a, of a person that I talked to. And he said, you know, I, I really have a dream, you know, to be poor. You know, I really want to be poor. And I'm like, really? Why? Because I can glorify God. And I thought to myself, maybe, you know, then Abraham did not glorify God. Then Isaac did not glorify God. Jacob did not glorify God. David did not glorify God. Solomon <laughs> did not glorify God. You know? And so many people in the Bible. Job did not glorify God. Because the Bible says that even Job. Do you know how long the ordeal of Job lasted? You know? Nine months. If I think that, I, that, you know, God's purpose for me is to always be in a bad situation, always be below, always be in trouble. Now listen, I'm not saying that we don't have challenges, okay? We all do. However, don't be a person that will glorify the trouble. Glorify God. Stop talking about, about things and sharing about things that don't glorify God in your life. If it happened, just take it as a lesson and move on. But don't be glorifying that. Because even the Apostle Paul, when he shared about his tribulations, you know what he said? These light and momentary afflictions. Now, Paul, wait a minute. Light and momentary, temporary afflictions? He, I mean, the guy got beat up publicly he was shipwrecked he was betrayed he was in jail for so many years i mean there was a lot of suffering and when he talked about it, it's like this light and momentary afflictions in other words he was not glorifying the trouble you need to stop glorifying trouble i am 
Pastor, you don't know how it's like, bro. You don't know how it is, man. If you were in my shoes, you'd be like messed up. And, oh, you know, uh, yeah. Some people just love, love to talk about their trouble. Love it. And you're like, okay. Yeah, but there's a solution. No, you don't know. Oh, you don't know my problem. Let's pray. No, it doesn't work. Okay. It's your choice. You can live like that. Do you know you can live like that and still go to heaven? Because you believe in Jesus? But what I'm speaking to you today in the name of Jesus is that we are going to break cycles. What a cycle again? A uh, 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 series of events that repeat themselves. So that means there are cycles in families. Where the devil will try to repeat the story that happened to you on your daughter. Or stories of abuse. Physical abuse. Stories of divorce. Alcoholism. Drug addiction. Depression. Suicide. The devil loves to repeat that. And not only that, people learn patterns in their childhood and teenage years. You learn patterns. You, If you see, for example, your dad beating your mom, then... Deep inside, there will be like a pattern will be installed. And then whenever that kid gets married, then he'll try to involuntarily and unconsciously repeat that same pattern because that's what he learned. But what happens is when you receive Jesus Christ and you are born again, you become part of another family, another kingdom, and you receive the word of God and, and your mind is renewed. Then you learn a new pattern, a pattern according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Your past is no excuse for you to live defeated. Now, let, I'm not ignoring your past, but listen to me. There's a new day. There's a new hope in Jesus Christ. And you can experience a new beginning in your life once you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You do not have to repeat your mom's story. You don't have to repeat your dad's story. Your grandpa that was broke and committed suicide or whatever. You don't have to repeat that because you have given your life to Jesus. And Jesus has written a new story for you. And you need to get on board with that. Come on somebody. So that's what we're going to be dealing with for this upcoming Sundays. How you can be whole, how you can be free and let go of the things of the baggage that has been staying in your home for so long. Because that's how you learn. But just because you learn does not mean you need to keep it. I've met good people, good people that were saved believed in Jesus but they had a mentality where 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 God did not want to bless them and 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 I remember going to some mission um conference when I was a kid and and and, and God blessed the missionaries that were sometimes living in in third world countries and the mentality was I'm gonna